Electric Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated entirely to sports and only sports. Today, 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 we talk NASCAR. Now here are your hosts, Ty, Amos, and Chris. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Nice to have you on the show today, back with another NASCAR show. We'll be breaking down St. Louis, the first race at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. We'll be looking forward to Sonoma, talking about all the drama <laughs> that Ross Chastain has carried out, uh, and then wherever else it takes us. Maybe look at the standings a little bit. Uh, we'll see. I assume we'll, well, we'll have, at least someone will have a lot to say about the Ross Chastain situation on here, so <laughs> we'll get right into it. Uh, Chris, you're with us. How are you? I'm just lovely, Ty. Just lovely, huh? You asked me an intriguing question before we started. I'm going to stick with my answer. I thought it was intriguing. Your answer, however, was very... Uh, very it was lame. Very dry, yeah. It was lame, but hey. Okay, fair enough. Um, Amos, you're with us as well, as always. Yes, sir. How are you? Uh, pretty good. I mean, we'll see how the show goes and what your feelings develop into throughout the show. I think I can pretty well just sit back. We might get you, the tirade of Amos on this one. Let you just carry this show this time. It's like in every other thing with <laughs> Amos for the shows. Like At least every other week, we're probably getting some speech from him about how this was crap, or this needs to be fixed, or this guy's dumb. So that's what we're going to get into, aren't we, Amos? Well, I just call it how I see it, and I've been saying that for the last... <laughs> What are we into it now? 15, 14 races? So, guy's going to get what's coming to him, and he's going to act surprised, but oh, I don't he can't run he, over 30 guys in 15 I, races and hope that nothing I don't nothing think he's going to be surprised at all. He I was know. surprised. Right. Didn't oh, you no, hear no, his no, post-race no. interview? Hold on. Let's, oh. let's leave it to oh, the... I guess so. Let's leave it for the... The appropriate moment here. By the way, Ty's sporting his Joey Logano shirt, so... Well, spoilers, man. <laughs> giving it away already? Man, we haven't even got into yeah, any the of the race, and you guys are giving away all the good talking points. You didn't pick him. Well, why would I pick him? I didn't have the opportunity. He picked him. It's because I'm Look, in last place. I went with the best The guy. champion. We okay. Need to, we need to bow down. Want to come back and uh, recognize the wisdom of his choice? Hold on, okay. Let's just <laughs> let's, you guys are jumping so far ahead here. This is I was going to brag later, but I was even going to give Amos some credit. But after this, I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, <I wish. laughs> All right, uh, let's get into the race at St. Louis. The crowd was electric. Uh, we noticed lots of shots of the crowd while watching the race. Um, but Chris, did you admire the turnout for the race in St. Louis? I got to tell you, of all the races I've watched this year, which is all of them, this was by far... <laughs> which is all of them? Yes, which, okay. <laughs> which is... <laughs> this was by far the first time I looked in those grandstands and thought, yep, that's a sellout. Now, maybe it was just me. Uh, I don't know. But did you feel like the grandstands had a very like old-school feel to them almost? I did. It was just this big, flat grandstand, not much like as far as above it with shading or stuff. And then there was another one kind of in turn one-two area. But it was kind of like old-school feel to it. Yeah. I yeah. liked it. Yeah, I did too. Took so, me back to the good old days. Oh, really? <laughs> Is <Yep>. that true? <laughs> Out in... Uh, out the in only Maryland, thing you huh? had to prevent your sunburn with was another beer. <laughs> another beer, huh? Give me another beer. I'm getting sunburned. So the crowd was good. Uh, we had pre-race explosions. Uh, they, I don't know who. I assume. Anyways, I saw someone say that By it was very way. important that they want to see the race come back. So I'm just like, man. Um, I don't know if the race was that entertaining, <laughs> but the crowd was great. Neither one of you have commented about my death metal deer up on the wall. Well, no one can see it, so why would we say <laughs> What do you mean he can't see it? Like, the, the audience, you know. Oh, I got it. They can't see our lovely studio here with all of your trophies. Um, Amos, do you want to say anything more about the crowd? I know you got a little annoyed, maybe, <laughs> with, with the amount of shots we got of the whole crowd throughout the race. Well, no, I think the crowd was fine. I mean, it was really cool to say how excited they were for the start of the race. Like you said earlier, Ty, it was definitely, or Chris, I guess it was, that mentioned it. It was definitely a sellout. I mean, they showed that big 
grandstand on the TV, and it it was full. So that was pretty cool. It was it's kind of refreshing to see so much excitement for the start of a race and NASCAR fans. I'm I mean I don't mind them showing pictures of the crowd. It's just that's got to tell you how where they were at at certain points of the race when <laughs> they were spending so, more time showing little kids dancing on the screen than actually the race going on. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But, I mean, you know, I watched it all. So what can I say? I was there with every other sucker watching the race. So so after last uh, week, I felt a little cheated. The time? Yeah. You were like, wow, that was so fast. <laughs> it was a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour race, and that was pre- and post-race coverage. Oh, I, yeah, the race was, I, didn't and, even feel long, did it? Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. <laughs> I sat here for six hours last I know, week. like, the stages were, like, way short for the laps, yeah. and I was like, hmm. Well, Ross Chastain ran over everybody. There wasn't anybody left on the track for him to run over, so of course they had to end the race. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh. Briscoe starts on the pole. Uh, quite a few cautions throughout the race. Obviously, Chastain had hand in a few of those, but, you know, we saw some tire problems again. Uh, Briscoe had a tire issue early on, allowed Sendrick to take the stage one victory uh, through stage two. Kurt Busch finds himself the victory after uh, off-sequencing pit scenarios, and he finds himself in the front, and then he restarted the last stage of the race, like, back in 20-something so it was kind of interesting, but also kind of, mm, what would we say, dull at the same time through the first two stages. Uh, not a lot of passing. Not a lot of passing in the pack either. Uh, it was very like kind of one to two second spaced out. The guy's not super close. Uh, the restarts were always entertaining. You'd see a lot of good racing on the restarts. But Chris, uh, what did you think of the racing itself what we saw on the track what would you say a couple of things <laughs> okay <laughs> i think this car is definitely a better short run car than it is a long run car mm-hmm. uh, i'm a little i can't figure out why goodyear can't figure out what's going on with these tires why we keep having you know like lefter tires fail it just to me it's like why is that happening? That's yeah, the not, left rear. Yeah. That's a really yeah, that, weird tire to mm-hmm. go. That's, I mean, it's not the load tire. It's, you know, it's the, a weird tire to go. Right. Um, you know, I kind of feel like Denny Hamlin's kind of a hack still because he's 30 laps down. <laughs> you know, why didn't he learn anything from Matt Kenseth? You know, you get spun out and you're 30 laps down. Go out there and take out the guy, you know. Run him into the wall. That's what we call foreshadowing. Um, so you didn't find the racing itself necessarily super engaging, I take it. Well, it's like most races. The, the restarts were chaotic. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, the first 10, 15, 20 laps were okay. And the last 10, 15 laps were kind of intriguing because, you know, you didn't know who was going to end up. Mm-hmm. winning, although I think Logano pretty well had him covered, you know. But kind of the in-between, which fortunately was very short this week, was a little little less than dramatic. Uh, Amos, what did you see on the racing? Anything you want to add or expand on? Well, so first thing I need to add is it dawned on me after last week's show that I, I completely mischaracterized this track on what track I referred it to. Mm. So after seeing the layout, the racing, this is basically just a a slightly different version than New Hampshire, which is a mile track, minimal banking in the corners. So that's kind of what uh, the gateway was, I guess, worldwide technology raceway. So as far as the racing, yeah, I mean, Chris hit it pretty spot on. The The restarts were pretty cool. You could fan out a little bit. You had to get while you could on fresh tires and low air pressure and while everybody's bunched up. You know, once again, like we've been saying all season long, you, you're the leader, you're out front. It's hard to pass. Yeah. I mean, if you're not passing on the first five laps of a restart, you're probably not going to run anybody down and pass them. Now, is that because the cars are so equal and setups are so equal that it's hard? Is it the arrow tires? You know, I, I don't know. I'm going to say it's probably more arrow than anything, but... Maybe the cars are just so equal that you can't pass if you're out front clean air. I, 
I don't know. Well, it's more pronounced at some tracks, right? Sure. Like this one, it seemed very apparent that there was just not going to be a lot of passing right. once everyone settled in and, and started racing. Um, it took many laps for some guys within the pack to actually pass someone. Yep. Uh, eventually, you know, just put someone into the wall to get around them, right? <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> well, and I just think, like you said, Ty, you said it there. You just you had to gain track position on pit road because or get off sequence in the pitting situation or mm -hmm. whatever because you just are not able to race up through the pack if if you were 20th you were 20th so i mean the race it was a little stale at times the restarts were fun i'm with chris i can't figure out why the the left rear of all tires that go down i just don't understand that so but i mean in general i think nascar will go back it'll be a better show get another year under the next-gen car's belt, and I think we'll have some kinks worked out. So it was a good race for the most part. All right, let's move to lap 183 then. This is where the race kind of starts getting a little more intriguing. Uh, this is when Reddick brings out a caution, and we have a restart with Jones, who I believe stayed out, which, or no, he took two tires, sorry, is what it says. And then everyone else uh, was behind him on the restart. He kind of gets burnt. And Bush leads, and it goes for a little bit, and you're like, oh, okay, he looks in control of the race. Um, then Ricky Stenhouse spins on 201, gets us another restart. This time it's it's Kyle Bush, Joey Logano. Uh, Logano gets the lead. He looks like, oh, yeah, okay, he's in control now. <laughs> we have another caution come out uh, with Cole Custer spinning on lap 222. So now we're about you know 20 to go. Uh, we get another restart. Once again, Logano, Bush. Um, Logano gets out on the restart pretty well, and it doesn't go too long before we get another caution with Kevin Harvick into the wall. And this kind of sets up the overtime period, where once again we're going to see a battle with Logano and uh, Kurt Bush, excuse me, Kyle Bush on the restart. Uh, Chris, do you have a good idea of who was going to win the race on this overtime restart? I mean, we'd seen multiple restarts with these guys up front. Were you expecting the 22 to get a better restart, even though the 18 got the better of him um, on a few occasions? What, what were you thinking on the, well, on the overtime? Kyle Busch is, and maybe he's losing his touch a little bit, but he used to be the master of the restart. He was able to control the field, you know, Mm -hmm. get a jump on everybody, build up a cushion, and then it was all, you know, catch him. And he had a great restart on that one when Jones was yeah. Um, leading. Yeah, he did. His restarts didn't seem as good when it was him and Logano. No, and I think that's probably because Joey's improved his skills a little bit. and Maybe the Ford's a little bit more competitive than the mm -hmm. Toyota still, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the green-white checkers, which... Here again, we had another green-white checker. Yeah. Seems and like every other race we have one, and it's yeah. just kind of... I, eh. I would have been perfectly content to watch the race run its course, you know, run run it out, but things didn't work out that way, you know? Yeah. So. No, I agree. Um, Amos, were you surprised that Logano held his composure and got the, uh, got the lead on the restart? Because in that moment, I mean, you want to, like, bet on it, you know? I might. So I might going take into Kyle the green white checker, Logano was second. Correct? He was second, yeah. And Kyle Busch was leading because Kyle Busch Bush chose got the outside because Kyle Busch got him on the previous restart, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and and he chose the outside. So, um, I you know I don't know the there's not a this racetrack. I don't know if it was the tires the gear package the shifting whatever it just didn't seem like anybody could get a real big jump on the restart they seemed pretty even on the restart but there was no rhyme or reason as to where you could grease like <clears throat> inside Logano, outside. Yeah. yeah it didn't matter like you just kind of had to feel the first and second turnout and then see where you were at going down the back stretch and hopefully i think if they were if you were leading by turn three that's you were pretty much in the lead so I was I I think I was surprised that we had a green white checker. I, I don't know. 
I'm with Chris. I just I'm trying to be nice, but I don't like the green white checkers either because it just yeah it takes so much out of the end of the race. And then what they run like 10, 15 laps of caution before we restarted oh, the yeah. race to get well, going again. Okay. That's a, it's not not that many, but oh, yes, well. they did. Well, no, when they did when, Car- when Harvick went into the wall, there was like 15 laps led. Well, no, it was green. It was green white caught checker because he crashed with like he crashed at two thirty six of two forty. Oh, okay. They restarted at two forty four. Well, it seemed like it was a hundred laps. Well, it was it was holy eight cow. laps. So seven yeah. seven and caution. I, and I guess I don't understand why it took him so long to. I mean, I just feel like the green white checker to a degree takes some of the. Mm-hmm. luster out of it yeah I but agree. see the the last two restarts kind of go back to what we were talking about earlier in the show like logano was able to get bush and was out front bush couldn't pass him yeah bush was able to get logano on the next restart and logano and they both had good cars they both led laps kyle bush led the most laps on the day logano was strong through practice he was in the top five all day so it wasn't a surprise he was there I, I'm this restarts were really weird when we had this green white checker. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know. I honestly thought Kurt Busch was going to get both of them win the race. I figured them two would stall yeah. each other out or they'd get into the wall being stupid and then Kurt Busch would just drive right on by. So, and you had Blaney right there too, waiting. So, right. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess as far as like there was no clear cut. That was interesting to me because you couldn't say, oh, Logano's got this or Bush because neither one of them could restart. So I thought that, I mean, as far as green-white checkers, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, they traded the the restarts previously, and it was almost like, yeah, we didn't want to see the green-white checker. I think most of us can say that, but it was like, oh, well, this is how it's going to end. It it kind of is a decent ending in some ways because those last 50 laps we had like five restarts five different restarts that determined the race sure um so logano gets the win two wins in the last five races going back to darlington uh in between the wins he has a 17th a fourth and a 20th so my advice this week is probably not pick him because he seems to go every other week (laughs) uh having good and bad races uh, Chris, are we feeling Logano is moving into a good position for a final four spot in Phoenix? He is now what one of three drivers that have two wins, if right. I'm, I believe. Uh, him and Chastain, and I believe Byron, right? Yes. So, yeah. what do you think? Do you think he's I, asserting himself here? I think it's too early to tell. In all honesty, right. Because I think Ford is still sorting out a lot of issues that they had earlier in the season. And I think the Toyotas are coming on a lot stronger than they were earlier in the season. Yeah, they've looked good the last few Most weeks. consistent Toyota driver has been Kyle Busch. But beyond that, it's been a real hit-and-miss situation with the Toyotas. So, oh, no, I, yeah. don't, I don't think that Logano is going to assert himself for a final four position quite yet. Well, and I want to make a correction. Hamlin also has two wins, of course. How could we forget? Oh, um, the hack, yeah. The right. hack, yeah. He also has two wins. So technically, you know, if we just went straight to the final four right now, it's it's Chastain, Logano, Byron, Hamlin. And a hypothetical, Amos, uh, which of those four are you putting your flag in their camp and saying, this is a guy I want to roll with? Well, based on... The results, and thus far this year, I'd go with Joey. I mean, Denny's just kind of lucked into it. If you look at the driver points, he's 19th, 188 points out of the lead. So, like, he's multiple races down. So, he's just lucky he was able to, (laughs) I'm sorry, luck into two races. Um, You know, we'll get into Ross Chastain more, but I think this weekend's going to be the beginning of a miserable stretch for him and, I don't know. I guess Kyle Busch is he's only got one win. Ah, I hate that sucks. Yes, yeah, I think yeah. I think uh, Logano is where I'd put my money at. So just with those four, I mean. Yeah. But say we're starting the playoffs today. Who do you like? I know we we talk about it maybe every other week at this point. Um, we're trying to figure out a final four. I don't really even know if there's a favorite at this point. Do you? Well, I think you're probably top two contenders right now 
are two guys with one win each, and it's Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch. So, hey, uh, Chris, you in that camp too? I mean, we've we've said this for multiple weeks now. It's, it's those two, but well, they, they haven't won the amount of races these other guys have. Yeah, and I'm a big advocate for wins mean something. Mm-hmm. But I also think that wins mean something as long as you have some consistency to back it up. And, you know, I I mean, Kyle Busch is running really, really good as far as consistency is concerned. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this was like his sixth top five finish, possibly. Six top five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his sixth one. He's got 11 top tens, and he's fifth in most laps led. He now finds himself second in the driver's standing. So, right. yes, he so, has been racing good. So... I'd say the odds on favorite right now, just based on consistency alone, is Kyle Busch. Amos, you uh, you good to kind of push your guy out and maybe roll with Kyle Busch more, like Chris has put out there? Or uh, Elliot's still very much in the camp. I mean, Elliot has led the second most laps. Uh, he does have nine top tens. His top fives aren't as, as good, but he has less DNFs. Um, consistency maybe not super up his alley at times even though that's kind of contradicting saying he's (laughs) got a nine point lead in the driver standings he's not necessarily putting together the wins well i would agree with that if you can stay out of ross chastain's way you'll probably pick up a couple (laughs) more wins along the season Um, stay out of chastain's way what is that i think 15 guys could be better off like our sixth drop on him now we'll keep a count here so (laughs) the thing with elliot is he i think they're bringing a car to the track that is set up more for race Mm -hmm. than for say qualifying i i agree chris with chris that yes bush has the higher top five finish he is a little more consistent over the last you know say four or five races I, I feel like since Chase has won at Dover, it's not he hasn't been as consistent as he was leading up to that point. I think we also compare with it with with Larson's year last year. Every season after that's going to be compared to that year. Oh, he had this many wins and he led this many laps yeah. and he done all this. So it's this year has proven that last year for Larson was an anomaly. It's just not going to happen on a regular basis. So even though NASCAR is putting a huge emphasis on wins, you still have to have top five, top tens. Cause when you get into the chase, you, st- even if you win, you'll move on for sure, but you still have to have that top fives. You still have to be running good. You got to stay clean. You got to stay out of trouble because if you're not going to be able to win, you still have to have the highest finishing position you can Mm -hmm. so if you're not being consistent through the entire season you're not going to find that in the chase so that's why i'm putting kyle bush and chase elliott as the two leading contenders right now and not differentiating one from the other because really they're kind of having a similar season so kyle bush second uh in top fives elliott uh down tied for 10th i believe in top five. So his numbers are maybe a little deceiving. I mean, he's got these this nice lead on the driver standings. The top fives haven't quite been there. The finishing of races, unfortunately, hasn't been there. Um, you want to talk just pure you know, results, you could almost argue Chastain's been having the best results. Two wins, seven top fives, which has him with the most and second most top tens. Uh, he does have three DNFs, which is... Kind of high on the list when we look at guys up here. Um, has led quite a few laps as well, and we'll talk about him more here. But you know, Chris is Chastain legit? Is he a legit contender for the top four in Phoenix? I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about what happened this week, um, and I think Chris will have a different take than me and Amos. But uh, what do you think? What do you think about the claim? Uh, I think Chastain has had some really good equipment under him. Amazingly so. I like the aggression that he has when he's driving, but I also think he's going to have a real hard time finishing high, mm-hmm. you know, going forward from now till the end of the season, regular season. All right, so let's talk about that then. Um, Ross Chastain ruffling quite a few people's feathers. Uh, it's been a topic of conversation we've had on the show a few times now. 
Amos has been beating the drum that it's going to come back to bite him. Um, it might have starting this week. So he got into Hamlin. Uh, I mean, Larry Mack tried to come on and, you know, say, oh, well, he was on the brakes before he hit him. <laughs> well, I'd if be on was, the brakes, too, if I was running into someone. If but, he was on the brakes yeah. before he hit him, he was on them very lightly. Yes, and, and late, probably. Mm. Um, um, and then he also... Yeah. Now, I want to say one thing about that, though, because I noticed this after Chastain did it to Hamlin. There were a lot of guys that were overdriving that corner. Sure, and but how I, many guys ran into other guys? Well... That we saw, not very many, but there might have been some bumping and banging going on back in the field, you know. He also ruffled uh, Elliot's feathers in a wreck. And on that one, I mean, I get it. Amos is a fan of Elliot, and Elliot felt like he'd been done wrong, but they were four wide in that little fiasco, and I yeah, don't dude, know. dude, but Elliot, or hey, not but Elliot, who, Chastain Where is was not, Chastain yeah. in the four wide? He was trying to force his way in to a spot that wasn't there. And created the melee. So mm-hmm. it's not like Elliot just come out of nowhere and then passed Chastain and then Chastain bumped his rear quarter panel as they were driving away. Chastain was forcing his way into spots that he had no business being in, and he started at four laps into the race. Yeah, I mean, but this isn't just this week either, right? Like this has been a constant thing with Chastain. Um, that we've talked about. So he ruffles some feathers. He gets some retaliation. <laughs> on on the one, Hamlin <laughs> drives him literally into the grass. I mean, look, I'm watching... Well, he drove him into the wall one time, too, almost. Yes. Um, and, you know, I'm watching the replay of this. I, I think Chastain's at fault for both scenarios. Um, well, yeah, he's would. trying to squeeze. Well, 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 hold on, I'll get you can have closet Danny Hamlin. No, no. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I very much disagree with that. It's I'll okay. get your this opinion, is your, this okay? This is your coming out show. I'll get your opinion over there in a second, Mr. Pippi. Um, but for me, Chastain caused the wrecks. Maybe doesn't deserve to be wrecked, but the retaliation in my book would also um, I would also be doing something similar. So then we have the post-race interview where he says, you know, made a lot of mistakes and uh, he kept overdriving and hitting guys and he feels bad and he needs to apologize to a lot of people. And I feel like it wasn't just this race he was talking about. He was talking about multiple races and multiple different um, scenarios that we could talk about. Just like, so this race, and then we go back to when him and Truex had that problem in Darlington and then at Talladega, when he won, I still think he pushed Larson out of the way that made him run up the track and wreck and take out Kurt Busch, and then he won that race. So, like, there's others. Coda, right? I mean, oh, geez, we could be here all day. Um, Amos, let's start with you. Now we'll come to Chris. Uh, Chastain getting what he deserves is pretty much, I think, how you would put it. Chastain has not begun to get what he deserves from oh. what I can see. <laughs> I've been watching. I I re- literally missed Earnhardt's career. I watched him running two races, mm-hmm. but he didn't get the Intimidator nickname just because he wore dark shades and had a black car. <laughs> um, I've watched NASCAR for a better part of twenty years. Like I said, Tony Stewart, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano. I mean, hell, even Jeff Gordon. He dumped guys if he had to, but. It, it's not every race. And I've said this to Ty multiple times through the season, that Chastain is rust, ruffling feathers. His driving, yeah, it's aggressive. I get it. But you got to learn when to be aggressive and when to just concede the spot or to just drop in line and follow. I, I, I say it every race. Chase, um, Ross Chastain is driving like a retard. He's going to get what's coming to him. Okay, okay. Ross Chastain is driving way too aggressive, and it's going to come back and haunt him. Mm -hmm. So, and it it has in a couple races, and it has come back, and it's going to. This race is shows you can't just keep pushing people. You can't keep running people over. You got to have give and take. You got to use better judgment. And I honestly think that it literally dawned on him in this race and only this race, that he's been driving that way. Yeah. I think he's reading way too much into the media 
to the television cast, to everybody who just is eating up what Ross Chastain is doing right now, and he's thinking it's okay, and that the driving style is what people want to see. I don't mind a little bump and run. I don't mind ruffling some feathers every once in a while. I understand if it's certain racetracks, you have to do certain things to get by. I am by no means a Denny Hamlin fan, but he just flat out dumped Denny Hamlin, and he ruined Denny Hamlin's day, period. Who had a very good car. Yeah. He qualified. Denny Hamlin qualified well. He was running well. Chastain wanted fifth. 60 laps into the race. I have no idea why. He just straight run into that tra- into that corner and dumped Hamlin. Well, it was a battle we were watching from the very start of the race, right? Yeah, he was and doing And he f- couldn't get the position, so he probably just got impatient and just was like, nah. Just dumped him. Boom, right? Now, I could, you can argue, and I wouldn't be as argumentative about the whole deal with Chase Elliott and that and that type of deal. It probably was more of a, like Chris said, there was three, four wide racing. So, but it goes back to the you got to give, you got to take, you got to know when to stick your nose in the hole, you got to know when to stop and let somebody concede the position. Yeah, and and that was my argument with Chastain when they were racing in Dover and he dumped Martin Truex. He didn't have to move up the track like he did. He could have held his line. So, do I think that? Chastain needs to change his driving style completely. No. He just needs to understand <laughs> when to be aggressive, when to hold his line, when to realize you're a sixth place car, so ride in sixth place. Because yeah. he ended up finishing eighth. It's not like he dumped Hamlin and then charged through the field no. and dominated the race. He 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 was back in the pack when he ran over Chase Elliott and caused that accident. So, but it's it's been every race. Mm-hmm. So now, from this point moving forward, he's pissed off enough people <laughs> that he's going to have to race out of his rear view more than out of his windshield because he's he knows he's a target now. Yeah. And with NASCAR coming out and saying they're probably going to meet with Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin. In Sonoma this week. And Elliot. Well, that just points a bigger bullseye on your back. Because now NASCAR's watching what you're doing even more. So Right. And and I want to talk a little more about that. But um, you know, Hamlin said he's gonna get him back and it's not done. Gotta fence these guys, as he put it, which I assume is like the sport fencing. Um, and it's gonna be very meaningful when he delivers his payback. Chris, you don't have as much of a problem with it. Um you Stick with, in most cases, I believe, <laughs> the uh, racing's racing and don't ruffle, um, don't care if you're ruffling that many feathers. You're going to stay consistent here. You don't, you don't really care, huh? Well, here's the thing. I, I was a NASCAR fan when Dale Earnhardt came into the sport. I watched Dale Earnhardt's progression to the point where I got fed up with watching NASCAR because it was pretty predictable that he was going to be involved in something mm-hmm. at some point in time in virtually every race. And he kind of soured me on watching NASCAR, to be brutally honest with you. Um, now, having said all that, I kind of feel like, you, you know, Mark Martin was the cleanest racer that you could ever ask for. I mean, he absolutely would not put the bumper or the fender to a guy intentionally under any circumstances and it cost him a lot of races he never won a championship probably because of his clean attitude but you know i've heard him interviewed and he said you know i can sleep at night because i didn't put the bumper to somebody to get ahead of that race Mm. so there's got to be a a fine line between the two now when kyle bush first came into the sport and tony stewart who i will add were my absolute two favorite drivers of all time you know they were very aggressive somewhat like Chastain is now and I think towards the end of Stewart's career and and Kyle Busch is kind of getting to this point too you know they they learned enough about how to race with everybody 
that they could, you know, they could get position, but they finished the races in the position that their car gave them. In other words, Tony Stewart, when he won his last championship, went on a tear of five races in in the chase, you know, and he didn't. I mean, that wasn't accidental, and he didn't put the bumper to anybody to win those, you know, those five races in that championship year. Um, I I just think it's going to even out, and everybody's got to be calm. I think the reason you're seeing it so much more now has got a lot to do with this new car because it's got some glaring shortcomings that everybody's trying to deal with, and you know, you get some hot dog in there putting the bumper to you. Hot you dog. know, <laughs> side, side drafting you or whatever he happens to be doing at the time that's messing you up, I can understand why there's a boatload of frustration right now. Mm. And and I don't think it's all, I mean, it is all directed at Ross Chastain, but I don't think it's all Ross Chastain's fault. One thing that maybe just to defend Chastain a little bit, uh, if I can, you know, this is his first year under in like actually good equipment. I would say, um, you know, he was at Chip for a few years, and you know, when he was there, it wasn't like anything special. Um, this is the first time he's gotten wins, really done something meaningful in the Cup Series, and I think it's kind of inflating his ego a little bit and making him overdrive because he thinks he's better than he is. Now, I think maybe you look in the mirror and you can correct some of those things, but I do think there's something in play there where it's like, oh. I'm so great, and I got a great car, and I'm winning some races, and man, I'm wrecking people, but who cares? And then Hamlin takes you low on the track about runs you into the grass, and you're like, hmm, okay. <laughs> so that like that's how it is. And I just think that there's, there's I don't that realization. Was, I don't even think it was what Hamlin did to him that got him to wake up. I think it's more what Chase Elliott did to him. Well, and it might have been when Chase Elliott did that, and then he come back down, and Hamlin's trying to hit him again. And it's just like <laughs> he's playing derby cars out there with two guys that he's pissed off. So I do think the situation uh, adds more drama when Hamlin's involved because you know he's kind of a crybaby. Um, he's not capable of keeping his What did Elliott say? Nothing. Have you seen anything come from Elliot about the situation? No. Uh, I personally didn't. But Hamlin, he's got 15 people around him after the race, and he's walking around. And I actually thought he was going to go look for Chastain the way he was walking. And he's I, like, oh, I'll pay him back. Don't worry. Bro, like, I get it. You know, I, I'm not you're mad. But I'm, at the same time, just stop throwing fuel on the fire. So I think he's also kind of magnified it a little more. Uh, Amos, you want to say anything more? Well, of course, Hamlin's magnified it because he was running fifth and then he finished 34th, where Ross Chastain finished eighth. Yeah. And in that dust up with Chase Elliott, and Ty, you pointed this out to me earlier, it also collected Bubba Wallace. Well, that's one of his cars. <laughs> and, this is, and this is a point I made earlier in the day when we was talking about this. Uh, Justin Marks has come out and, he, and, as he should, is defending his driver. He says he likes his driving style. Mm-hmm. claims that he's going to be a NASCAR champion one day. Okay, that's great. He may well, very well be. Ross, that, Ross Chastain is a talented driver. But Justin Marks is also not fixing every damn car that his driver's putting into the wall. Okay? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I guess maybe when Justin Marks happened to fix a few cars because his drivers run over half the field in the first half of the regular season – then maybe he won't be touting about how great it is to have such an, an aggressive driver. Yeah. So I'm not taking away anything from Chastain's skills, and I know that we've had this. I mean, what, they benched Kevin Harvick for one race, cause, uh, cup race, because what he did in the truck series. Mm-hmm. They've benched Danny, uh, Kyle Busch a couple times Oh yeah. <laughs> for his aggressive driving style. And Kevin Harvick, he was, I mean, he was aggressive in his early years. Obviously, Joey Logano's ruffled feathers. So I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying that I'm upset because he's ruffling feathers. I'm just saying he's doing it every race. Yeah, we're like, 14 yeah. races into it, and Ross Chastain has wrecked 14, 15, 16 cars. So, and Hamlin is correct. NASCAR is a self policing entity, and he will get what's coming to him. And it's it's unfortunate because. 
he hits this summer stretch and he gets multiple DNFs because he's either A, being wrecked, or B, he's running out of luck, that doesn't bode well for your chances in the chase. So Chastain needs to take a step back and hopefully reflect and learn from this weekend. But I don't think it's going to happen. Well, we've been thinking that he will, and so far he hasn't. Uh, just kind of wrap well, it up. Yeah. So I remember when Daryl Walter come into the sport, and he was, a, you know, a wreck fest, literally, <laughs> because he was either going to pass you or kill you, know, run you off the track. I mean, that was how Daryl Walter drove. And he was driving for Junior Johnson, and Junior Johnson said, look, I'd rather have a driver – that I need to rein back than a driver that I need to crack the whip on all the time. And what solved it for Daryl Waltrip was, is Junior Johnson made him start coming in the shop Monday morning and start fixing stuff <laughs> <laughs> that he was <laughs> screwing up over the weekend. And after about three weeks of that, Daryl Waltrip thought, yeah, I don't want to spend my Mondays in the shop. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I know? agree. I think so. But Yeah, I mean, I get the analogy, but... I don't think we're going to see any drivers doing that. No, well, no, a, but, but I do get, I do era, get, yeah. But, you know, the thing is, Trackhouse is a new organization, and and the 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 thing of it is, is they've got some terrible luck going on with that ninety nine car. Do you know why Suarez fell out of contention in that race on Sunday? They broke the damn jack handle on the jack. That's why he. That's why he didn't finish well, because they broke the jack handle on the jack, and it ended up taking him out of contention. And he was running well. Yeah, I mean they have had a lot of success with Chastain. Suarez, you're kind of like, hmm, what's going on over there? <laughs> wasn't, um, no, wasn't for bad luck. They'd have no luck at all. Yeah. All right. So just to kind of wrap up the thoughts on this, Amos brought it up a little bit. Um, there's the potential that there will be a meeting between Chastain and. Potentially a few drivers, <laughs> uh, but Hamlin and Elliot were definitely mentioned. And look, I don't think this will really solve anything because, like Amos said, it'll paint a bigger target on your back in some ways. But also, it's kind of disappointing from the NASCAR perspective, like because uh, I don't feel like they got a handle on it when they needed to because it's something we've all noticed and we've all talked about on the show almost every week. <laughs> There's like some capacity where we're talking about how Justine's running people over. And NASCAR is now like, oh, well, now that he did run someone over and then someone tried to run him into the grass and put him in the wall two times and all these drivers are mad at him, well, I guess now we need to crowd this. But that's so, NASCAR's MO, dude. Well, I'm just saying, NASCAR like, should have been more proactive. The right? only thing about NASCAR that's consistent is their inconsistency. Yeah. Sure. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. But yeah. that's But the thing is, is... Yeah, I mean, they could have. I, I mean, I remember when they did park Kevin Harvick. They let him just do what he wanted in all three series of NASCAR, and then finally they're like, "Okay, you're suspended for a, a, a cup race." Mm -hmm. But what do you say to Chastain? Like, you you could argue that what happened between Truex and and Chastain and Dover was a racing incident, so you can't say anything then. And then, you you know, Talladega, well, that, that's Talladega. That's racing. That's what happens on a green-white checker, right? So, yeah, we're go we always have a big wreck. We don't ever blame the person that caused the big wreck. You know, mm -hmm. so we can't say anything to him then. And then Coda, I didn't personally watch the race. It sounds like he just ran everybody over to get the win. <laughs> Maybe they could have said something there, but he won the race so well. Yeah. You know, I think... NASCAR's going to let him try and figure it out on the track. And the reason they're probably going to talk to Hamlin is because he tried to prove his point four, five, six times. See, but this, that's a race. That's so I mean, it was almost me. like he was stalking Chastain. Oh, yeah. no, I know. He was. You know. He was. But this is what bothers me is Chastain dishes it out. And then when there's retaliation, then NASCAR's like, oh, well, this makes us look bad because we can't have our drivers fighting. But don't worry about this guy. He's just going to run everyone over. And the commentators in the booth are going to be like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, the watermelon man. You know, I, so I just, and we, we can't keep talking about it because we do have to move on. But I wish they'd it's quit just doing frustrating. This stuff on the track and start doing it in the pitch, you know? <laughs> that's <laughs> what I said. Yeah. I mean, so after I, the race, if Hamlin's that pissed off, let him yeah. march down there and put a slobber knocker on Chastain, you know? <laughs> I think that we need more 
I mean, it, I, don't, I know no one's gonna like this, and you know, certain context. You want more? We WWE. need more fights, man. We need more freaking. <laughs> so in the Xfinity race in Portland, Sheldon Creed's out of his car giving the double fingers to someone. And just oh, it was awesome. I was like, "That's funny, right there." Well, yeah, um, a I broken nose more is e- of it. Yeah, a broken nose is easier to fix than yeah. uh, well, half you, a million dollar race car. Do you that's remember in when Clint Boyer anyway. sprinted all the way down pit road into the back of the <laughs> pit to, to thump on Jeff Gordon? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, you can't tell me that if they didn't just like if they would just let Hamlin just tackle Chastain and have it out with him. Hell, there were two great big NASCAR guys standing there by Hamlin. They were stalking him like, don't go down there. Chastain would probably get the hint if someone actually went up to him and did something. But, you know, we can't have that because that's not cool for the sport, blah, 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 from NASCAR. Oh, I um, love it. I know, I do too. So let's move on. Let's get to our... Because there's nothing funnier than watching two guys that aren't very large. You're and one listening. of them's wearing a helmet. <laughs> and one of them's wearing a helmet. And the other guy's wailing away on the helmet with his fists, and you're like, how dumb are you? <laughs> all right, let's move on. Okay. Um, I, I could talk about it all day, but we, we do need to move on. So driver of the day, rookie of the day, team of the day. Let's start with Chris on this one. Who do you want to give the driver of the day to? And uh, I think I probably already know who you want to go with. So Well, I'm going to surprise you. Uh-oh. Because it ain't who good. you think I'm going to go with. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm trying to find out where he finished. Oh, crap. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Are you going to do one of these again where some guy finishes 25th and you're like, he had a great day? Well, no, I was actually going to go with uh, with uh, uh, Chase Briscoe. Okay. Because he qualified first, led some laps, had an issue with the tire, just kind of completely on his own, and... um and then battled his way back up into the lead, ended up 24th. But, you know, he he had a pretty good, you know, work. Start to the weekend. Yeah. He had a yeoman day in the fact that he battled back and then ended up messed up. This is maybe the fourth time we've had this, but I'll let it slide because this is your picks. Um, so, so I am going to go with Logano. I don't oh, of course feel- you are. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So you're going to pick a guy that finished 24th. E- easy to pick then, the low-hanging fruit. And then criticize me. Uh, no. <laughs> Look he, at this shirt he's wearing. <laughs> he held his nerve to win the race. He was one of the best cars in practice. He made a mistake in qualifying that, that uh, led him to not have a good qualifying position like he showed in practice. But for my money, just holding your nerve at the end, and getting a win at a track we've never been to, I'll give it to you. Plus, it helps to be my favorite driver. Um, Amos. I really wanted to pick Kyle Busch, if that makes you feel any better, Chris. Uh, so I'm going to go with Kurt Busch. Okay. He's uh, been running pretty consistent lately, finished third. I really thought that on the restart of the green-white checker that Bush and Logano, Kyle Busch, Logano, were going to get into each other, wash up the track. Kurt Busch was going to scoot right underneath him and get Slide another victory. Yeah, for, for sure. But he's just kind of, he's just kind of lurking. You know, he's just there. He's he's had his issues through the season. I know, with and he's kind of in an upstart team still. But yeah, I mean, he had a really good race and had a stage win. And uh, yeah, I think it was a great drive. I think that uh, forty-five team's gaining a lot of confidence right now. All right, uh, let's go with rookie of the day, Chris. Oh, it's got to be Austin Sindrick. Yes, it certainly does. Stage win. Uh, finishes 11th, just outside the top 10. Qualified second. He he looked good all the so, time. So. I do have one question. Yes. Um, how come uh, Zane Smith was driving the 17 car? Uh, Busher, well, Busher got COVID is what I saw, oh. but there also could have been the potential that maybe he was a little injured from his flip. That's, but uh, okay. the official thing was COVID. Uh, I'm going to go Sindrick too. Amos? Yeah, Cindric. He did race well. Yeah. So. Definitely showed a really good day. Um, team of the day? Chris? <sighs> well, this one's tough. No, it's not. It's not? No. No, for my money, it's easy. Okay, team of the day has got to be Logano. <laughs> it's got to be Logano. Logano. Well, it can't just be him. I mean... You gotta have a Legano. team. Well, uh, okay, Penske Racing. Okay. Because, you know, 
Joey won. Ryan Blaney was fourth. Where did Austin Cendrick end up at? 11. 11. 11th. So I'm going to give it to Penske because they had a, you know, they had an admirable day. Admirable. Won the race, qualified all their guys in the top seven, uh, finished all in the top 11, and it was admirable. Uh, JGR also did good, though. But yes, they did. For my money, the win puts Penske over the top. So, uh, Amos? Yeah, Penske. Good, okay. good weekend for Team Penske. Unanimous. Plus, the Fords look good. Um, a few things that kind of went under the radar. Could have given it to JGR. Sure, could have, but ah, screw yeah. those guys. Um, <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. Something that did kind of go under the radar was Eric Amaral had a fantastic day, finished fifth. was actually maybe like, he wasn't really, but you almost thought like, oh, maybe he's in contention to win the race. And Almondinger raced in Portland and then flew to St. Louis and finished 10th after starting 35th. So, you know, pretty pretty nice day for both those guys. Uh, let's recap our points here. We went with race winner, pole sitter. And we wanted to have the how annoyed is my mom with Michael Waltrip, but she didn't watch the race. And then when I asked her, she didn't really say anything. So we're well, going to avoid I, it. I have a comment about that. Okay. I didn't even, I mean, I knew Michael Waltrip was in the booth, mm-hmm. but he didn't say a whole lot until towards the end of the race. So you're pretty good with it, huh? Well, I don't want to see him in there again, but... Who's going to be... Uh, oh, God, I know, and I can't remember. Is it going to be Tony Stewart this week? I forget. No. I can't remember. Yeah, we'll look. Okay. Um, so we're going to go with winner, pole sitter. Amos wins it by picking Joy yeah. Logano. That's uh, one I of our... smell a comeback. <laughs> one of our few picks that we've got head on for the winner, so nice pick. Chris went with Kyle Larson, who got 12th, and I had Chris Bell, who got 9th. Uh, pole sitter, we wow. all did good on this one because we all had guys in the top 10. I had Ross Chastain, 10th. Tyler Reddick for Amos in 4th. And Chris Bell was Chris's pick, who got 3rd. So, Chris, you're going to get the points. Uh, that makes it 12 for Amos, 19 for Chris, and I'm stuck at 21 on this week. But I still had the lead, so we'll pick in the same order. This week, we're going to pick pole uh yeah pole sitter race winner and then uh how many laps till chastain gets dumped (laughs) (laughs) over under (laughs) all right um anything else you guys want (laughs) to anything else guys else Ooh, anything else you guys want to say about st louis oh they can go back there anytime yeah okay and i think they yeah pretty much will okay yeah yeah it's a good race okay lots of fan shots so you know it's always fun to see the little kids dancing and getting excited because they're on the TV. So I love the kids that uh, they put on the screen and, and their driver just racked or something happened, and they're like, mm. <laughs> Not Dad, why is our guy in the pit? A few Kyle Busch fans doing that on that last wreck with Kevin Harvick. I was like, hey, hey, sucks to be you, little kid. <laughs> no, nah, just kidding. That's what I should have texted Chris, though. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's talk about Sonoma. That's where we're headed. Uh, we're in the location where we'll see the haulers go by. Chris, have you seen any haulers yet? You know, I wasn't even watching for them, and today's wow. the day. Wow. This that, guy. I feel like it's going to be in the well, morning. Yes, yeah, today, probably today Wednesday. Uh, when Because when I was when running really out to through. Nevada, I was always running with them. You know, on Ooh, Tuesday nights. Did it make you feel cool? No, because those oh. guys would blow by you like you were <laughs> parked. <laughs> nice. Uh, so we're going to Sonoma. Uh, California race, the sun, very desert type race, uh, road course, obviously it'll be 110 laps. It's usually a pretty entertaining race. It's usually one of those races that I look forward to every year. I believe it's going to be the last race on Fox for their coverage before we switch over to the NBC network and USA. Um, so Chris, uh, let's start right away. You know, what do you think of Sonoma? This year, is it going to be exciting? Um, we already had some pretty interesting road racing. Uh, will this one be any different? Uh, I think it'll be an engaging race. And I'm going to make a bold prediction right now, because you oh. mentioned the okay. when, what lap will Austin Sendrick get dumped on. Okay. I'm going to say the first lap in the, the ninth first turn. first lap in the ninth turn. Yep. Okay, very specific. That's the big roundhouse, you know, merry-go-round type thing they have going up to the start-finish line. <laughs> so, 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 
All right. So we got the the accurate prediction here from you. First lap, ninth turn. Write it down. You've been to this track? I have been to this track, but not for a road race. How was your experience then? It was good. They drag race at at this. They have a drag racing facility Mm -hmm. in Sonoma, and I've been down to the drag races in Sonoma. Right. Um, You see the drag strip when they're racing, right? Yeah. On TV, so that's cool. Uh, I haven't been to a road race there yet, though, huh? No. It's, no, it's always I, one of these races. I'm like, oh, we should go. But then I'm like, yeah, but it's California, like in the middle of and it's wine country. June, and I'm like, Egh. there's so. a lot of whining going on down there. <laughs> um, Amos, uh, what can you say about the track itself, the style of racing? Obviously, road course a little different. Um, but what about the track itself intrigues you with Sonoma? So Sonoma is a very technical course. There's not a lot of room for passing. There's plenty of opportunity to screw up and end up off the track in the gravel so very technical i think pit strategy will play a big role in how everything plays out obviously some luck play into it but it doesn't always seem that the best car best driver best road course racer wins at sonoma uh so it's gonna be very technical like i said and uh it is a good road course race to watch they have some really cool shots of the track kind of based on how the it's a very open track not a lot impeding views so it it's fun to watch and like you said ty it's kind of cool because the nascar haulers zoom on through our area so we're able to see that so that's always kind of fun to watch and that's kind of like my big yeah, it's Sonoma. Let's sit on the freeway and look at haulers <laughs> all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be a good track. I mean, I think you'll see this is kind of a track where your your better road cord, road course racers will shine. I don't think there's necessarily a lot of first time or unskilled road course racers mm-hmm. <laughs> winning here. So we have the elevation change on this track: uphill, downhill. Uh, flat around the hairpin, back to the line, and then you do it all over again. That adds to the challenge, I think, a little bit, kind of gauging uh, the speed of your car in, in those scenarios. Chris, uh, a race you look forward to. We'll get your Google five-star review, of course. Uh, old track, two and a half miles, just over two and a half miles. So uh, what's your Chris's Google five-star review for Sonoma? Mm, I give Sonoma a five-star a five out of five. Because I've seen some really intriguing races at Sonoma, you know, and I love the elevation change. Uh, I I think it's just really cool to watch those cars climb that hill up through mm-hmm. the S's, you know. And and so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a five star. All right. Not not very common from you. No. So I'm hard, would you I'm say I'm hard to impress. <laughs> would you say this is a race you gotta watch? Yes. All right, Amos, you agree? Got to watch this one. Yeah, I think if you and I, I think if you're an avid road course enthusiast, that's a good race to watch for NASCAR. All right, cool. Um, and and it's th- always interesting watching these big kind of bulky cars get around a road course. Yeah. Well, one thing too you, you got to remember about road races in particular, but Sonoma especially mm-hmm. is, and this is going to sound stupid, but they race the race backwards. In other words, they race to be in the proper spot for the last pit stop so they can finish out the race, you know, in a in a high, you know, finishing position. Yeah. So the strategy on this thing is, is really intriguing to watch, how they try to set themselves up for that last run on fuel and tires. And worth mentioning as well that we'll hit many road courses after this point in the season. Uh, road America, Indianapolis, obviously we'll have... Uh, the great road course race in Charlotte that totally ruins that track. (laughs) Sorry, don't like that one. Um, And Watkins Glen. You know, you bring that up, though. It's kind of interesting because the reason they went to the Roval was because they weren't getting the attendance and whatnot for that fall race at Charlotte. You can't convince me of the Roval, so catch me sleeping that weekend. Um, So, yeah, anyways, this will be the start of... Five road course races, four or five, yeah, after Sonoma, uh, to kind of get in this second half of the season and maybe see a few different winners. So let's get into our predictions, or do we want to say anything else, Amos? 
No, I'm good. Predictions are good. All right. Uh, Amos, you're going to lead us off. So you give us the spot-on, dead-correct winner for Sonoma to really start the comeback here. Well, I, would, I don't know if this is going to be spot-on, dead-correct. Um, so I'm going to go with Truex Jr. on oh. this one. I think he is an underrated road course racer. I feel like this road course does suit his driving style being technical. I think he's adjusting a little bit to the new car still, but I feel like uh, he's going to do well. I think he and his team have a really good pit strategy for most of the road course races, so I look for him to be in contention. All right, Mr. Weatherman, Chris. You get the next pick. Uh, I heard some frustration there when Amos went no, with no, Truex. No, no, not frustration, but I know why he's doing it. Okay, so who are you going to go with? Uh, I think this is a Toyota Week. Toyota Week? Yep. Toyota is the race sponsor. Yep. Conspiracies? And no. Oh. Well, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah. Um, so I'm looking at two Toyota drivers, and I'm having a real hard time picking one or the other. So I'm going to flip a coin here, and you call it heads or tails. Me? Yeah. Tails. Okay, it's going to be Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch. Yep. You do like Kurt Busch for the road course, huh? Yep, I do. Okay. Um, hmm. So he does have a win here. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's got one. He's got one here. His brother has a few. Um, so I am thinking, oh, man, I was about to write a totally different number. What's Kurt Busch's number? 45, right? 45. <laughs> it's all weird. I'm still getting used to it. So Martin Truex Jr. is a good pick. He's had you know, two wins in the last three. Obviously, it's tempting to go with Elliott or Larson. But I believe it was you, Amos, that said this. I don't think one of those guys is going to win this race. So I'm going to go with uh, some momentum. And I'm actually going to pick Joey Logano to go back-to-back, which we haven't seen a lot this year. But I got a good feeling. I'll put it that way. Wow. Um, I don't, Who was I it thought, earlier in the program that said that? Pick him every other race. Yeah, Logano's been an every other race kind of guy. I know, but then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah. Because he is a pretty good road course racer. I don't feel like he does as good in Sonoma. It's more Watkins Glen, I think. So maybe I'm I'm overshooting this one, but that's who I'm going to go with. Uh, Amos, pole sitter. Excuse me. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) I am going to go with... Oh, I had this planned out too, and now I just forgot... Horrible plan, then. going to be Tyler Reddick. No, it wasn't. A- <laughs> Tyler Reddick. No, yeah. oh, no, no, no. Austin Sendrick. Austin Sendrick, okay. Oh. We're finding our groove. Yeah, Austin Sendrick. That's, I think he's looking for a little momentum, qualified well last week. I, I think he's kind of, he, I'm not going to say he lucked into the 500 win at the first of the year, but I think he's kind of starting to get, he's kind of Truex is, Kind of sounds like what I said about tricks, but he's kind of finding his footing in the car, feeling comfortable where he's at. So mm. yeah, I think he's uh, he's in contention for the pull this week. Okay, Chris. Well, Amos took my race winner and he took my pole sitter. No. Yeah, he did. But I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go really rogue here, and I'm gonna say it's gonna be. Uh, that Chastain guy that we've been <laughs> complaining about. Well, how's he going to get wrecked then if he the runs pole. away? Well, the second place car can get him. Oh, well, hopefully that second place car is someone good then. Um, It'll be Hamlin. He'll put the bumper to him. First lap, turn nine. So technicality, elevation change, experience helps on the track. Uh, so I will pick Martin Truex Jr. I think if nobody picked him, I think I might have gone with him for the win. Uh, so I'll put him on the pole. Amos, I know that you uh, like this one. So <laughs> uh, how many laps do you give Chastain to survive out there on the track? So I think that he will definitely be dumped in the first stage. First stage, okay. is 25 laps. So I th- I say he is dumped in 15 or less laps. 15 is your over-under, okay. Uh, no, under 15. Yeah, 15 or under. Okay, so 15 under is Amos's line. Chris, what's your line 
for the over-under on uh, when Chastain gets some payback. Well, so I was kidding when I said first turn, ninth, or first lap, ninth turn. Uh, I'm going to go with Amos, though. I think he's going to get dumped before the end of the first stage. Okay, so you're going to say stage one, under, essentially, huh? Yeah. And, uh, Chris is giving himself kind of a broader range there. Huh? Well, you know, predicting the exact lap and turns a little bold. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say it takes a little longer because I don't think they'll qualify super close. Maybe they work together um, and get a little closer. So I'll say in between laps 50 and 70. That's going to be my... So we're all taking a little different Towards approach the here. End of the race, then, huh? That could be because everybody will be hot and tired and lost their patience. And we all take a little bit different approach. Amos is very early. Chris I, gives himself a whole stage to work with, and I gave myself a twenty-lap window, kind of late middle race. So. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody sniffs him out during practice in the Ooh. garage area, and <laughs> gives him a couple pokes in the chest. Honestly. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get the weather report, and then uh, let's get ready for Sonoma. We'll get All out right. of here. So after looking at the weather report, I think Ty has some validity to his prediction. Uh, going to be 98 on Friday, Ooh. 91 on Saturday, and 80 on race day. And they have, whoops, they have a ugh, excessive heat watch <laughs> going on. Uh, and and a small craft advisory, which that doesn't matter because that's out on the ocean. But anyway, it's going to be warm <laughs> down okay. there. So uh, at least no chance of rain, so that's nice. Even if there was, though, we could put on the slicks, get the windshield wiper going, the stupid lights that don't work in the back, beep, 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 you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah, Kay. I don't think so, they have to worry about the race getting rained out in yeah, Sonoma. Fair enough. It's just not uh, a lot they, of They don't rain out there. road races anyway. We saw that last <laughs> week at the Xfinity race. Okay, so two, uh, let's see, four Eastern is the start time for the race. Uh, it'll be on FS1. Last time you guys get to enjoy Mike Joy. You get to enjoy Mike Joy. I want to start a protest to put him on NBC too. And uh, we'll be back to talk about it next week. Hopefully we have some good picks and the race is entertaining so we can talk a lot about it. All right. We'll find something, Ty. Don't you worry, bud. Okay. That's your last thoughts. I love it. We'll, we'll leave it there. Uh, Chris, last thoughts? Oh, Whatever you come up with is fine with me. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm being so uh, everyone's no, being I, so nice to people, me. People, sit down, enjoy a cold drink, <laughs> watch the race. It'll be good. And it is the last week of Fox One. We'll enjoy the race. And then we have to endure the rest of the season with the NBC coverage. These are not the droids you're looking for. Okay, uh, we're gonna get out of here as Chris plays the Jedi mind trick on you to hopefully watch the race. So FS1 for Eastern Sunday. And uh, we'll break it all down next week. So thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your day, guys. Peace out. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Electric Sports Talk. Join us in future episodes as we discuss all things U.S. soccer, collegiate sports, mixed martial arts, motorsports, the NFL, MLB, and the Olympics. If you enjoy our content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter or shoot us an email to electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening.